It's the Ambiguously Blind Podcast with your host, a guy that's great up hearing, but terrible at listening, John Grimes. Hey, hey, hey. Greetings. Welcome back. Thanks for tuning in and subscribing. We are back in the studio with my esteemed colleague and partner, Aaron. Welcome back, Aaron. Hi. We're here for another questions and answers episode. We still have a lot of questions to go through. Do we not? We do. But before we get to those questions, this will be this will be episode four of the questions and answers series. And we probably get to like five or six questions on each one, I would say. So we've got at least that many and probably a couple more episodes to go with the amount of questions that we have now. But before we get to those, as I notice, I'm sitting here in the studio with with Aaron. And I noticed that you have your tremendous shirt on. I do. I noticed that you have your tremendous shirt on. I do have my tremendous shirt on. How about that? Now, mine's blue. Mine's green. You look good in green. You look beautiful in green. Oh, thanks. You look good in blue. Yeah, thank you. My tremendous is yellow and your tremendous is is blue. Actually. It is so blue. Looks good. Now, just as a reminder to everybody that you can get those at the at the merch store for the podcast, which is there's a link to that at ambiguouslyblind.com. So we appreciate people supporting the uh, channel through uh, merch and other things, as well as finding us on social media. Aaron, did you know that we're on Facebook? Yes. Have you seen any of our posts on Facebook? Mm-hmm. And you shared some? Or... I have shared, yes. Okay. We appreciate that. Mm-hmm. What about, did you know we're on Twitter? I did. Okay. I do. Do you spend much time on Twitter? I do not. <laughs> do you spend much time on Facebook? Uh, yeah, too much time on Facebook. Not really posting anything, really. I'm more of a stalking us. You're just there to stalk people? <laughs> Silently? I, just, just, yeah. I think that's called a voyeur or I something. Is that right? Stalking is bad. Sure. But yeah, that's not the right word. But yeah, I am on it quite a bit. What about Instagram? Did you know we're on Instagram? I did not, but I am not on Instagram. Mm, that's where the cool kids hang out these days. Get to gramming. Never considered myself one of the cool kids. Well, maybe it's time. <laughs> uh, I'll I'll post some pictures of our tremendous t-shirts and uh, some of our studio recordings on Instagram. We've been posting some pictures. Our engagement picture is up there on the it ice is? in Chicago. And the, sh- the, the picture of me in the carrot top wig with the oh, John yeah. Grimes band t-shirt. That was the first picture that I ever saw of you. It was. So that's on Instagram as well. Mm-hmm. And we, at some point, are going to be dabbling in the video. We're going to turn this into a video podcast. We've got a little ways to go for that and some <laughs> equipment to get. But we've, we've started a YouTube channel, so you can find us there. Right now, we post the podcast in audio form on Gosh, YouTube. does that mean I have to start wearing makeup? Yes. And unlike the first episode of <laughs> Q&A we did, you'll have to wear clothes, <laughs> which... As I noted earlier, you are wearing clothes today. You're wearing the tremendous shirt. So, oh man, you'll know in advance. In advance. Plus, you'll see the cameras probably. Okay. But we need some more support to be able to fund all this fun. So we'll have to. We're just going to keep going in the audio medium right now. But you can find us on YouTube. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, LinkedIn. Patreon. We're on LinkedIn. I'm not on LinkedIn. You're not? Why well, do I need to be on LinkedIn? Why not be on LinkedIn? 
Awesome. It's like Facebook for professionals, but it's, again, people just get on there and goof around too. So I'm a professional stay-at-home mom. That's a profession. Hmm. And teacher. Yeah. Well, former. Well, I guess I still am. You're homeschooling right now, I believe, right? Yes. That qualifies as a teacher. <laughs> Wish I was getting paid. Well, you're being paid in love. <laughs> And at some point, you'll be repaid by the children you are teaching who will be so successful in life. This is, well, hopefully so. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I, don't, I don't see another way. All right. Enough with the small talk already, guys. Um, do we have some questions? We do. All right. You ready? I'm ready. As ready as I'm going to be. Okay. We're going to start off with Kelly. Are these hard-hitting questions? No. There's interesting questions. A lot of them, well, one of them is from our friend Kelly, and the rest of them are from, I can say our friend. These are all our friends. We've we've been through this. They're our friends. Yeah. Uh, Rob. Rob Sherrard. Rob, see, I didn't know if I could say his last name. You can't. Okay. I didn't. I did. Yep. So it's okay if you say it. I guess it doesn't matter, yeah. It's from our friend Rob and our friend Kelly. Okay, so we're going to start with Kelly. Do you miss driving or the independence of being able to get in your car and go do whatever you want? That is an interesting question. And I probably can't overstate the answer to this emphatically enough. Uh, The answer is yes, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Do I miss, uh, say it again. Do you miss driving or the independence of being able to get in your car and go do whatever you want? Because you have not driven since you were 19 19. and you're 42-ish. Yeah. I was only 19. That's a old 97 song, by the way. Uh, Yes, I have not driven. I drove from age, uh, well, legally drove from age 16 (laughs) to... Almost through my, almost 20. <laughs> I was about two months shy of 20. So around four years, roughly, of legal driving. <laughs> and there is some, as a side note, there is some unlawful driving prior to 16 and prior to vision, or uh, after vision loss. What? After? Get, that, that, that's a whole other story, yeah. I knew about the before. Oh, wait, no, I did know. Are you talking about with RJ? Yes, with another one of, our, one of our friends who knows Rob yeah. and Kelly, by yeah. the way. I knew that story. Okay. Yeah. That's a different, probably a different time. To well, talk that, about that one. yeah. But do I miss driving? Yes. I cannot uh, overstate that. Yes. The second part goes hand in hand with the, uh, with the first part because they're, they're pretty closely related to each other. So, yeah, I do know the, I know the experience of driving. And enjoyed it thoroughly. And I, in fact, there were, there were occasions where, I mean, I like driving so much that there were occasions where I, I can remember we would, like, I would be going somewhere with a friend, whatever. We were, we're both going to the same place. We're starting at the same place and we're ending at the same place. Like, I can think of, there were times where in, um, in college we'd go to a, a fraternity meeting, our our weekly meetings and my roommate, Kevin, we were, we're going to the same our chapter meeting, you know, mm-hmm. 
and we would both drive <laughs> because neither one of us wanted to ride with the other one. <laughs> it's just like we both want the car to, because maybe, maybe we want to do something on the way or on the way back or, you know, do something different than just going to the meeting. And you want to have the ability to do that. So we were many times where we, I would say the norm would be we both drove, even though we started and ended at the same place. Okay. I get that. So, yes, driving is is good. Yeah. That would be tough to give up. And the uh, independence that driving provides is pretty phenomenal. Now, I talked about it a little bit with, actually with Kelly, on a uh, previous episode. We did the Sports Talk episode a few back, and we talked about me doing some biking. And the bike has really given me some autonomy or some independence as well, because just even around our neighborhood or this area, mm-hmm. I mean, I've taken the bike places where I haven't been before, where we're in the car, we're driving by so fast, I can't really necessarily see everything. Mm-hmm. And there might be something I want to look at, but we can't because we're in a hurry or we don't have enough time or whatever the reason is. Or maybe there's a an area that we just haven't been to that with the bike, I'm a lot more agile because I can get in tighter spaces with the bike. So, you know, I've been up and down all the alleys and streets and through some fields and places that we wouldn't have been in the car anyway. So, and gotten a lot closer to things that I wanted to see. So the bike really has given me a lot of that back. Yeah. Not as much as driving, of course, but uh, I have crossed some pretty major streets. Yeah. That makes me nervous. Makes me very nervous. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's just part of the, just the way it is. Now, I can also say that the, the where I'm crossing, there are audible cross signs. So there are ways for me to um, e- easily understand what's happening. Now, you still have to depend on the, the people in the cars paying attention to what's going on, of course, but that would be the same either way. But there are the cross signs that we have now, especially where we live, there's a lot of them that are, are, uh, friendly to for sure vision impairments where it uses beeps and vibrations and things on the right. detector to, to let you know. So yeah, uh, I good. do, I do generally cross at those cause they're available. So I feel very safe doing that. Yeah. And it's given me some autonomy. Now I haven't been to the coffee shop yet. Yeah. That's your next place you want to go. Yeah. Now that's only, that's two streets. I would say it's probably about two miles from here, maybe. Yeah, it's not far. And two streets, of which one is easy to cross. I don't know the other because I haven't been to that one yet, whether it has the audible cross sign or not. But So would you go, remember that time that we walked as a family to? Yes. Is that the route you're taking or no, you're it's... going the other direction? Okay. Because it would make me feel a lot better if you went the way we walked. Well, we could. <laughs> I could a lot possibly, less traffic. I could possibly go that way, except there's not a sidewalk that goes all the way around just yet because of that construction right there. Mm-hmm. But on a Saturday or something, it's not going to be that busy in the streets. Well, no, but people I don't. People ride in the street. Well, yeah, I don't want to ride in this. I only want to cross. I don't really want to ride in the street by myself. Maybe I could. Yeah, but I'm just saying for that short little distance. But Yeah, but actually the other way is actually shorter because it's diagonally through all that 
Right. So it, it's shorter. Plus there's a. I'm just thinking of your safety. Oh, get out of here. We'll be fine. So yes, I do miss driving a lot. And I do miss the independence and autonomy that most people that drive take for granted. And I certainly did at the time. And I, I mentioned unlawful driving. I couldn't wait to drive. Yeah. I and love driving. I never, I guess for the purposes of this, I never drove under the age of, before I was licensed, without an adult in the car, of course. But I definitely miss driving. <laughs> I definitely miss driving. So, and and in our situation, it sure would, it sure would make life easier if we had two drivers in this house. So there are many occasions where that would yeah. be helpful. So, But we... We do it. Well, we sure do. We sure do. It's no big deal. It's no big deal. Not at all. <laughs> all right. You ready to move on? Yes, let's do it. All right. The rest are from Rob. Well, they ought to be good then. They are a good question. Well, I say Rob, but his wife, Becca. Yeah, it's Rob and Becca, I think. Yeah. Teamed up on these? Yes, they did. So I, I put Rob on all of them, so I'm sure some of these are hers. Okay. What do you miss the most in terms of being able to see? Well, there's probably a, a lot of answers to that. Seeing your beautiful one. wife? That's I'm sure that's number one. And your children? Um, yeah, that would be like one and one A. <laughs> But we just kind of touched out about it on the on the driving thing and the independence. So with any type of disablement, there is some autonomy or independence that is sacrificed there. And what do I miss about I, I feel like I'm, I'm I'm as as it says at the beginning of this, I'm a great listener, but I'm, I'm terrible. I'm great at hearing, but I'm terrible listening. Repeat that question again. <laughs> What do you miss the most in terms of being able to see? Well, it's just kind of it's things that you would just kind of take for granted. It's just the ease of of seeing. I mean, I think we were designed to see. We have eyes. So it's it's a sense. You lose a sense. And life is more challenging and interesting in that regard, uh, in that situation. So maybe I could say the most, the thing I miss the most, other than seeing my wife and my beautiful wife and my beautiful children and my family and all those kind of things would be like driving. That's certainly got to be close to the top of the list, but things like that. Um, recognizing people socially, conversationally. And as I mentioned, when you have some sort of a disablement, there's, there's workarounds for things. Mm -hmm. And so the workarounds can usually get you pretty close to the same result, but generally it's, more challenging to get to that result. So a lot of extra energy is spent mm -hmm. doing tasks or maybe like in the case of me, there it could be that some things that would be kind of frustrating about not being able, not having full sight would be waiting on someone else to assist me with something like, um, Oh, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Maybe you can, but things where I need somebody to help me, then I got to sit and 
I got to hang out and wait until that person's available to help me. So I just, in, in times like that, there are, there are things that can be frustrating about something, a, right. a pretty simple task that with full sight is easily completed, but without requires some, a lot more patience and. Yeah. Well, just everyday things. Yeah. I mean, stuff that you know, we necessarily may not or shouldn't take long to do or complete take you longer to do you've said staring at a computer you know because you have to focus so much on it that puts strain on your eyes it does headaches. yeah so just little things like that grilling yeah no there's all kinds of adaptive equipment things that make those things accessible right and able to do but it's just you got to go through those extra motions to right. kind of evil e- 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 uh, even the uh, playing field on those. So right. I'm grateful for all those things, but oh, yeah, definitely. there are times where some things can be frustrating because if like, for instance, if one of those things isn't working, mm-hmm. especially when it includes technology, technology is kind of a thing that levels the playing field a lot. Mm-hmm. And I love technology, of course, and that's great. And I'm pretty good with technology, but if it isn't working, right. Then we got a problem. Right. And technology can, cannot work like in the case of grilling if that device that i use out there for the mm-hmm. temperature control the flame boss which i call the the flux capacitor of grilling for me is what's what makes grilling it's a possible great one yeah it if that stops working like i'm nervous about that i feel like i need to have another one of those like a backup you should just in case because yeah. it's because you wouldn't be able to do it it's plastic it's a device it's going to break at some point yeah it's, it, it's in the weather so i mean i mean i protect it from that but yeah. Something could happen. It could get wet or something and stops working. And then it's like, what are we going to do now? You know? So I worry about those types of things. And, and with full sight, I, I don't worry about those things. Right. So there's just that realm of stuff. I mean, there's a lot there. So to yeah. pick, to pick one individually. And, and there's some things I haven't even thought of in the last two minutes that happen on a daily basis too. Well, you do a lot. I mean, you talked about technology. You do a lot with technology. I mean, just the other day, you're in your office and you're rearranging and organizing some things and you had to unplug cords and and then you're trying to put them back in where, you know, someone who is fully sighted could just put the cord back in. But you yeah. have to feel... I mean, you you have to feel to see where things go. Yeah. I mean, I use so, other senses and, yeah. and feel is, is one of them is, I mean, they're all major. Right. When one's not working. So yeah, I use feel for that kind of stuff. So. Yep. Just, it, it usually just takes more time is, is usually right. the, the thing. If you can do um, it. It just, it's, it's just kind of like, I mean, maybe a good, a good example of that would be driving to the coffee shop versus riding a bike. Right. It just takes longer. And it takes more energy to pedal the wheels. It takes less time that it would take to walk because, you know, walking would, I could walk there. But the yeah. bike, the great thing about the bike is that it speeds that the walk up mm-hmm. to, you know, half or a quarter of the time maybe of of what a uh, of a walk would take. So it's just like, you know, those types of things that, that make it easier. But again, if, if one of them stops working or something is wrong, right. then I'm in, I'm in trouble. And and I that's, tell where, you, that's where frustration sets in. Right. And I tell you and friends and just 
you know, anyone that I'm talking to, if we're talking about this, I forget about your vision loss because you do get around so easily. You do practically everything. I mean, there's very few things that you are not able to do. Like you said, you do it in a different way, but you do it. And it amazes me all the time of the things that you can do. And then I just, like I said, I just forget about it because you can do so much. Well, that's one of the things that that's a good thing and a bad thing. Yeah. And that's why I call myself ambiguously blind because it's, it's not apparent. And even for people that, that know me and have known me for a long time, they would not, they would forget until maybe some crucial thing happens. Like, Oh yeah. Okay. Because it, you kind of get complacent and I think I do a pretty good job of adjusting and adapting and you do. I mean, other than driving, I mean, that's the major thing that you don't do. I mean, maybe we should try that. Try what? Driving. I've thought about that. Just You know, like next time we go to the grocery? <laughs> no. <laughs> maybe try no. parallel parking or something? Like go out middle of nowhere country somewhere where there's just maybe a little safer than the country but you know just go where like a racetrack or you know something hey, like, like that how about, a, how about an airfield i mean i do not want you going the airport you take your dad's yeah we take the sports race car, car. <laughs> have the girls call blow it. the gunk out of it <laughs> and hopefully bring it go. back in one piece no i don't want you speeding i just I have that crosses my mind on. Well, that's what we did with RJ. Yeah, I know. And that's what, I mean, I don't want you like pedal to the metal. We're going 180 miles an hour. I want 10 and two seatbelts on just, you know, normal speed just so that you that can have that. doesn't sound real exciting. Since, well, I'm not going to be in the car with you then. Now that sounds real exciting. <laughs> We have airbags in the car, right? Oh my gosh. You think your dad would let <laughs> It's got your, insurance. Of that's course. your dad's dream car. No. Actually he would. <laughs> it's just your dad. And your mom. Sure. Take all of them. Wouldn't be a good idea to have any of the kids in the car. Or any Oh my gosh. No. Probably just me and RJ again. I'll call RJ. And we'll do that. We'll send you a video. I don't know. I think I would feel more comfortable if it were me. Nothing against RJ or anyone else that you suggest. Or Rob. I mean, Rob likes race cars. I think that if it's me he in the, the car, question, so. that, you know, you get your friends in the car, you know, y'all are going to reminisce and go back to the good old days and just, then it would be pedal to the metal. You're speeding around the racetrack. If I'm in the car, you know, you're going to go a lot slower. Maybe. Gubbina. <laughs> we'll just see. <laughs> so, yeah, I think we should do that. All right, we'll set that up. Yeah. Or, or wear our uh, tremendous tees and yeah. have at it. Precious cargo. That's what the bumper sticker. I'm just saying I'm precious cargo. If I'm in the car, then am I not precious cargo? 
I'm not really saying I'm precious cargo either, but I am your wife. I think you'd be a lot safer driver if your wife is in the car. At least I would hope. <laughs> Maybe. I guess we'll, I guess we'll see. <laughs> okay. On to the next one. Onward and upward. What are things you've not seen but would like to see? Another good question. Things that I have not seen but I'd like to see. Well, you know, I'm unique in the sense that um, I have seen a lot. I have uh, 19 plus years of normal vision, so I have seen a lot of things. And if I haven't seen them firsthand, I've seen pictures or know, know of, you know, what things look like. So I don't really know how to answer that. Maybe you, maybe you know better than me, but like I've lived in the same area for quite some time. So I'm pretty familiar with the area. As I think you've noted you that I, I know where we are when we're in the car and at certain intersections and things because of I'm familiar with the area. I don't know. I can't think of anything really. That's good. What about traveling? Well, I'm sure there are things. I just, on the spot here, I can't, nothing really comes to mind immediately, but traveling would be something like if you, if we went to, you know, wherever, Paris, Greece, Greece, on my bucket list. And we were at the, you know, the, the Parthenon or the, uh, what the Eiffel Tower or, you know, like Stonehenge or something. I mean, I, I know what all those things look like because I've seen pictures of them. So, I mean, like I, I talked to a guy, Blake, um, many episodes ago who's been blind since birth. So you think about people like that, you know, I think they answer some of these questions. Differently. Right. Oh, I mean, yeah. I, I asked Blake specifically if he about a return of a vision and he said he was he said no, that he was he was happy seeing through the description of what other people or what what he reads or what other people tell him about things so mm-hmm. he's content with that and while i i i miss seeing um because of the time that i i did see i saw you know everything that people see so i don't know i mean and and because i have some vision i do see things you know like your right. your family and your children or friends and coworkers and right. You know, I, I don't, I don't see it with the detail that I would like to, but there are are ways around that too. There are adaptations for that. So yeah, I don't know how to really answer that effectively. I'm sure there's things that I would like to see better, but I can't think of anything that really I haven't seen you know, maybe something would be like at a, at a sporting event or something where um, I'm, in, I'm in live action or something that's not going to be reproduced. Like I can't see it necessarily on television or mm-hmm. in another format where it's, where it's like a, a live event happening where I won't have the vision. I want to see the detail. Right. So there's probably been lots of occasions where that has happened. Like those Michael Bublé concerts that we go to. Yeah, those are great, aren't they? Isn't he fantastic? He's fabulous. He's coming back to Dallas. He is? When? Sometime before the year's out. Oh, COVID. Yep. 
That's what took our tickets the last time. Sure is. Well, you mentioned, you know, you were talking about this whole topic of when you have some of your vision and you can't see and talking about Blake who hasn't had his vision since he was basically born. Yeah, six months old or six weeks old, I yeah. think, maybe. So he he has no idea, you know, he doesn't remember anything. There's a movie. Did you ever see the movie At First Sight? It has Val Kilmer in it. Doesn't his, sound like my kind of movie. His colleague uh, is in Top Gun. Yeah, Top Gun. What's her name? Kelly? Kelly Ripa? Kelly Ripa. Kelly Walker? No. She was the love interest of Tom Cruise in the movie. What's her name? Kelly McGillis. Ah, uh, yes, Charlie. So it's Val Kilmer, Kelly McGillis. I think that's his sister. Um. Anyway, Mira Sorvino. Is that you know who that yeah, is? Yeah, I do. Does good work, doesn't she? Um, she's, yeah, she's okay. I've, she's good at what she I've does. seen better actresses though. <laughs> anyway, he, I think, and now I've not seen, this was like in the nineties, late nineties, I think. I, I can't remember if he was born, I think he was born blind. And then he had a chance, he started dating this girl. Now he being Val Kilmer? Val Kilmer. Of course, okay. Val Kilmer. And he starts dating this Mira, what's her name? Mira Sorvino, how you pronounce it? Anyway, so she learns about a way that he can get his vision back. And he ends up doing it. But before, I mean, you talk about using your sense of, of feel, like he could pick something up and just by feeling it, he knew what it was, like an apple or a fork or whatever he's looking for. But he got his vision back. And he had such a hard, difficult time adjusting to life because, I mean, all of his, you know, his, his all of his other senses were affected by it. And he didn't know what things were until he touched them because his whole life, his sense of feel was his, and you know, and hearing were his main sources of, you know, figuring out what things were. So there would be an apple in front of him and he didn't know what it was until he put his hands on it. And he'd be like, okay, that's an apple. And it was just really interesting to see like his life and how it changed and how difficult it was for him because everyone thought, oh, it's just going to make his life better. He's going to be able to see, but it ended up being the opposite for him. And I can't, I think it ended up like over, it was based on a true story. And I don't know if it, it, it stopped working or I think that's what happened. And he ended up losing his vision again. Um, but it was just very stressful and it was just really, it was a neat movie. And just kind of seeing it all unfold. Yeah, I'm not familiar, not familiar with that work. I'll have to look at. Yeah, see. it's not your type of movie. Yeah, but I thought Sounds of like Blake, a, kind of a little sappy love story kind and of. And you, just like because I mean that's what brought 
it back to you know it popped yeah. into my head because you said you use your sense of feel f- all the time. That's um, something too about about vision. Like there, I hate to use this this phrase because it's kind of it means different things to different people. But there there is a spectrum of vision, mm-hmm. and especially vision loss. And so, not everybody with visual impairments, vision loss, really. I don't, I mean, it's, it's pretty unique. People are pretty unique in how they see and what they can see. So not many people are alike in that sense. So there's a lot of variations, I guess. And it's, it's difficult, you know, like there may not be anybody else that sees like me. Right. Like my, my identical vision, but there might be somebody that sees exactly like you. Right. Whatever your visual acuity is and there might be many people that see just like you but and for me or for and for Blake for instance who has zero vision there's lots of people that see that way that have no vision but it's when you have some that's where it there's different diseases that take different areas of your your visual field or certain ranges or certain color blindness or certain it's a spectrum and it's difficult to describe, which is why we're doing this podcast, Ambiguously Blind, because that's what I think I am. And you, we mentioned it earlier about how sometimes it's difficult to articulate what the parameters are of, of things that I can and can't see. All right. Next question. I'm going to combine, actually, these two. Would you want a return a full vision sight and would you give, what would you give up to have a full return of vision? Yes, I would want a full return of vision. That's not a, uh, that, that's definitely an answer for me. I, again, I, I spoke with, we mentioned a little bit ago, Blake who um, had been blind since birth and indicated he did, he wasn't interested in a, re, uh, a return of vision. I think what he said was, whatever the procedure was or whatever the magic potion was that it had to be very solid, not a trial. It's guaranteed to work. Nothing. He's, he's not going to be put in any worse situation physically right. than he would have been not, not talking about vision of course, but like maybe some other physical issue that that would result from that. So I kind of feel the same way in the result regarding the, you know, it's going to be some sort of medical procedure. So I think there's things like stem cells or there's some other therapies and some other, like there's a thing called CRISPR, some other genetic things that are happening. And I do believe with those types of advancements in technology and, and medical care that before my days are over, if I live a long life, like I'm planning to, that there will be some areas, there, there will be a time where uh, that type of thing is available and I most likely would do it. I have zero vision in my right eye, so I really don't have much to lose there. Mm-hmm. I can't go, I can't go any worse really other than like maybe losing my eye. Cause I still have my eye. I, I wouldn't want to do that. But if, if it was a pretty much a solid guaranteed method for doing it, like I wouldn't probably want to be the Guinea pig for that. Right. But I'm not opposed to being maybe in the, 
the first wave of that because I, I do I do want to return a vision. And there are some things. There's a there's a, a thing at, at Stanford where they're doing some clinical work with with vision and, and neurology and things like that. So I'm interested in that. And with things like stem cell research and CRISPR and some genetic things that are happening. So I, I'm not really paying real close attention to them because they're still way at the beginning phases of those. And it's hard to kind of chase those types of things and get get, get hopes, get, get real excited, I guess, about something that really is not ready mm-hmm. to be used yet. But also, as I mentioned, visual impairment is there's a spectrum of things. So what may work for somebody that has retinitis pigmentosa or has some sort of other eye disease or something like that may not work for me. Mm-hmm. So I have the optic nerve neuropathy, basically. So it'd have to be something similar to that. And I don't want to be the first one to do it, but I feel like I would probably be in the first wave of people doing it if it seemed logical to me, especially in, in the eye that I don't have any vision and I'm I'm willing to to gamble with right. that. Now, if it was the other eye, my my useful eye, I'd be much more cautious about right about doing something like that. So um what what would I give up for it? I think was part of the question too. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Is is my wife an option? I knew my, you were gonna say that. My first born I knew you were gonna say that. <laughs> and I think I could get a lot for both of those. Yeah, not really. Well for your firstborn. So, you know, I, I would I would want to give up very little for that. You know, it, it would it would likely, you know, the thing that comes to mind would probably be um, financial. It would probably be a financial thing where it'd be a, it, it, it for, especially if you're in the, the first wave mm-hmm. of uh, any kind of new technology like that, it's going to be expensive to do. So it could also be that I'm not in a situation to do something like that. Right. financially. And, um, I guess we just have to cross that bridge when we get to it and see what, what that is. But I would try to do what I could. If I felt like it was something that was going to work, I would try to leap tall buildings for that. Yeah. All right. We have one more question. Well, for this episode, we've got several more, but to, right. to compact them in on. All right. Well, is this from Rob as well? And Rob and Becca? It is. This is probably the, you, you left the most hard-hitting one for last. Let's let's bring it home. Okay. Have your other senses like hearing become enhanced over the years? Yeah, that's a good question too. I'm guessing that they have been, they have to a certain degree, but I don't think maybe like you might be thinking. You have really good hearing. I do, but. I think I've always had really good yeah. hearing. So I was I was going to ask, have you always had good hearing? Because you hear things. I'm just... And the reason I'm going to cite for this, I'm not, I, again, I do think my hearing has improved because I, I rely on it for a lot. So anytime you're relying on something, especially a sense, you know, it, it, it may not be better. Like my hearing may not be better necessarily. Right. But what my understanding of the hearing, my conceptualizing of, or my understanding of what I'm hearing has definitely improved. 
but something that I can remember back way back in the day when I was playing soccer in high school and my, my parents would notably my mom would be at my games and sometimes she would arrive late or maybe, maybe she was there at the beginning or whatever, but my mom would always jiggle her keys and I would, I could hear that and I would know my mom's there. That's not a joke. Like I, I knew what her keys sounded like. Not that anybody else would necessarily be jiggling their keys or whatever in the, in the stands, but that's how she would, she'd, she'd make the, she'd, she'd like wave her keys around a little bit and I could hear that and I would know like that would be a good job or I'm here, Aww. whatever. So I, I look back at those types of things to say that my hearing has probably been probably pretty good, you know, like most, I mean, normal hearing, but I think I've always been a lot more in tune to my hearing. So for the um, vision changes that I, that went, that I went through, you know, I think, I think there, if there was going to be a sense that I lost, this would be, <laughs> this would be the one kind of thing. I think I was, I was set up for this. And I also remember too, from way back in the day, a, a friend of mine named Jen, we were kind of, I think we might be musical soulmates. We had a lot of musical things going on mm-hmm. back in the high school days. And I can remember having a conversation with her. We were listening to some music or something. And we had a conversation about, she asked me, she's like, if you lost your hearing, if you had to choose a, a sense, if you lost your hearing or your sight, which one would it be? Yeah. I remember you hy- telling me this. As a hypothetical. Yeah. And I said, definitely my sight because I like music too much and I wouldn't want to. Oh my gosh. I would choose not to. I, I would want to listen to music. And that, so that's, that's kind of. It gave me chills. That is. That that, that, that would happen. But I, I can, I can remember exactly that conversation. So the, the thing about that conversation. Would the you thing still about, give the same answer today? Knowing now. Good question. I don't know. I, I think so. Yeah. Still give up your vision. I mean, if I had to give it up, I mean, this is a hypothetical, of course. So you'd still give up vision over hearing. I don't think my position's changed on that. You know, the communi- communication is so different with hearing loss versus vision loss, and they're both they're both challenging. Don't get me wrong, but like we wouldn't be doing podcasting. This I wouldn't have a podcast. Right. Yeah. It might be a video podcast where we're signing or something, but what we're doing right here, we wouldn't be doing this. So you'd have an interpreter. Well, yeah, sure. I mean, there, there's all the kinds of adaptations, but I mean, just this—it's pretty easy for you to me and just sit down and talk, right? This is very simple. The the more adaptations and things you bring in, the more complex it becomes, and the less likely it is to to be fun, you know, for somebody to do. So, I don't know the the combination of the, the what I'm just talking about, what that conversation I had with with Jen and hearing my mom's keys jiggling and just knowing that in in past I've relied even before vision loss a lot on my hearing for things because uh, I also thought I, I think I was kind of an audible learner in school. I think I, I absorbed more by hearing things and actually seeing things. Yeah. So 
I don't know, all those things together kind of sum up that my hearing is better. My other senses are heightened for sure. I pay closer attention to them and they are better. I don't know that they're like dramatically better. I don't know that it, like the, the, the switch got flipped and all of a sudden I'm really good at hearing. Kind right. Of. Just use them more. I mean, I just pay closer attention. Closer attention to it, yeah. Because you need, yeah, I can see that. But another sense loss would be would be very difficult. Yeah, it would be extremely difficult. Yeah. So you got to take care of those senses, and you got to have common sense too. You know, that's a sense. Lacking in many. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's leave it with that because I think we both have common sense, at least as far as everybody else is listening is concerned. So yeah. we have several more questions, I think. I think we probably get about three or four more episodes of this. We got some new questions. Again, if you have questions that you want to ask, you can email me, John, at amblind.com, J-O-H-N at A-M-B-L-I-N-D. Dot com. We got some questions from our friend Courtney that we haven't gotten to yet that have been sent in since we've been doing these. Yeah. So if anybody else has some, send an email or if you know me, text me or call me and we'll talk about it. So until the next time. I'm going to go sign up for Instagram. Woohoo. I'm kidding. Oh, I think you should. <laughs> we could become friends. You could follow us. <laughs> It'd be fun. Hey, everybody go become friends with Aaron on Instagram. <laughs>for spending time with the ambiguously blind podcast please rate and write a review wherever you subscribe and for a complete transcript of this episode connect and share with us at ambiguouslyblind.com.